guys, I'm Kelly. And I'm Courtney, and we are the ladies behind Court and Kelly on Instagram and the founders of the lifestyle blog, Mimosas in Manhattan. And we're back with another week of So Random. This is a very special episode because we yes. are officially, well, not officially, but like basically one week out from Courtney's wedding. Yes. So technically we're like 11 days away at this point when we're recording right now, which is so crazy because we've been talking so about it for like almost two years. <laughs> so I'm just ready for it to be here. And um, it's, I, yeah, I'm just like excited. I'm like, we're flying to Cincinnati on Friday. So that would be really nice just to like get things done, grocery shop. I have to go to Costco, which like, oh, never been. Well, I've been to Costco once and it was the craziest experience of my life. Why? <laughs> I've just never been inside of one and <laughs> it was mind blowing. And so we have to get like bulk liquid IV for the welcome bags. And I was oh, like, oh. smart. Yeah. So we're just going to go to Costco and then get the Advils too. But here's the big question. Whose Costco membership card are you going to use? Oh, my uh, brother-in-law's. We have it like all planned out. We're going to stay the night at their house on Saturday so that we can like get up on Sunday and like go to Costco. Oh my God. I'm dying. You know, I just had such a good idea. I, I don't know if like a lot of men listen to this podcast, but if you do and you're single, how hot would that be if you said like, I'm a Costco premium member on your Hinge profile? People would love that. Would love it. I feel like that's kind of a good pickup line. Yeah, no, I I think having somebody in your life that has the membership <laughs> is pretty epic. So um, I'll definitely have to put our whole journey on Instagram stories. <laughs> and this is a paid ad, by the way. No, I'm just kidding. So, Wait, is that Kyle's tux that I see behind you? Yes. <gasps> no, I'm just kidding. Kyle. Actually, um, no, we are speaking of sponsored posts. I'm actually doing a sponsorship with the Tux brand. So everybody's going to see it on Instagram on Tuesday anyway, because I have to put up stories. But um, yeah, so it fits. We like tried it on yesterday, but everything has been been good. I'm like a little worried that it's like too good. Like, is there going to be a bomb that's going to drop? Um, oh. Hopefully not. We no. I won't steal the, I won't steal the marriage certificate. Like what's her fate? Like Cynthia's sister did to her. (laughs) You remember that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we haven't decided you or Gwen is is signing it. I don't know who we're doing. I think we were going to choose who has the better handwriting. Oh, definitely not me. (laughs) Definitely not me. You know, I write like a seven-year-old boy. Yeah, you do. Yeah, that's right. Because we have to have two witnesses. You have to have two witnesses signing a marriage certificate plus the officiant, um, which is really interesting. I'm like learning a lot. This was this was actually very interesting when we went and picked up the marriage license. They give you this pamphlet and the lady, I mean, this lady loves her job. But then I thought about it Aww. and I was like, why wouldn't you love that job? Because you deal with happy people all day. Like, yeah. you know, I think she was a federal clerk or you know, within that realm of being like clerks, that's where you want to be. Imagine being in the divorce court people. Yeah. Like this woman just deals with all these happy couples that come in and she, when we left, she goes, I wish you guys a lifetime of happiness. Oh my God. I would have cried. But anyway, she handed us this pamphlet and she was just like, Oh, you have to read through this together. And so we get in the car and I mean, every state is different. So like, I don't know how other states handle things, 
but we open it and it's like, make sure before the big day, you discuss religion, politics, um, all these things though. And I was like, wait, if people haven't done that, that's yeah. probably bad. But that was kind of interesting that it like walked us through things we had, they wanted us to chat about like in the days. Wow. leading. Okay. My last thing is I just wanted to state, and this is not wedding related. So I went out this weekend in the West Village. Well, I went and got drinks, I guess. I like went out in the East Village. But if you're familiar with New York City, I just have to say, I think that the West Village is the new Murray Hill. Oh, wow. Okay, expand. It's just, it's so crowded. Very crowded. You can't get in. Every bar is hot. It's just not enjoyable anymore unless you're able to like get a table and sit. But there are no bars. Like in Williamsburg, you can just like go to a bar and sit at the bar. Yeah. And, and invite friends, but the West village, yeah. you have to like, even the dive bars are crowded. Even the dive bars now are crowded. It's yeah. like I don't really go out in West village, but like, I always go to dinners there. Like, I feel like unless you're going to a nice dinner, it's not that fun to go out. Yeah. Just cause it's so crowded and yeah. I feel really fucking old. <laughs> yes. I think it's the old thing that makes you feel like Murray Hill and the last time we went out in Murray Hill was fun. Like it wasn't, I don't know. Maybe we just went to a good place. Cause I do think they have good bars that are not like college big 10 oriented anymore, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. I've been nowadays. I've been kind of avoiding, except if it's a dinner, like I'll avoid going out in the West village. Same. So here's my petition to make Chelsea, the new place to go. <laughs> Nonetheless. All right. So in honor of your big day coming up, I wanted to do a little Kyle Spitfire. I texted Kyle yesterday so I could get all the answers correct. Wow. Kyle keeping secrets over there. Yeah. They're really intense secrets. Want to hear the first <laughs> secret? What is Kyle's favorite candy? I'm going to say Skittles. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. What is Kyle's this answer kind of sucks. What is Kyle's dream date? Gosh. Okay. I, I think this could go either one or two ways, but I'm going to say he might've said like ordering in and staying at home and like watching a movie or something. What's another one? What was the other one you're going to get? The other with? one I was going to say was like a sporting event. Okay. Yeah. That's basically it. He said, some kind of experience. I don't know if I have a dream date. <laughs> okay. So yeah, it would be just a very pile answer. Yeah. It would be like going to the Rangers game or like a Knicks game and dinner or something. Or he, he does like, like ordering in or cooking dinner and having just yeah. like a nice date here. Yeah. That sounds nice. What is Kyle's favorite clothing item slash outfit you have ever worn? So I don't, he's not like very obsessive over my clothes or anything, which I like because I don't know, some guys can be real weird about that stuff. I would just say like jeans and like a tank I'll give, top. I'll give you a hint. It's very comfortable. I misunderstood the question. Oh, she miss. he goes, I misunderstood the question. Oh, but- it works actually for both of you. Oh, like my sweatpants? No, I'll give you another hint. You're wearing it right now. Oh, my sa Saturday Saturday sweatshirt? Yeah, he said Saturday hoodie. Oh, I think he thinks that that, that you asked what his favorite clothing was. Yeah, but kind of all of the above. Oh, yeah, all of the above, yeah. 
Okay. And then last, what is he most looking forward to about the wedding? I think this is kind of both of your guys' answer. I think we're both just excited to for it to happen. Or like, is there, are you asking like a specific moment of the wedding? He just said seeing all of our friends and family oh, together. Yeah. Yeah. No, we are really excited about that. When I think about that stuff, I get really excited. Oh, like, I just can't wait to have everybody together and it kind of just to see it all come to life. Oh my God. That's so sweet. And then I guess the next time that we're on here will be after your honeymoon. So I can't wait to recap everything. It'll be so oh fun. God. It's going to be so fun. I can't wait. Okay. So let's get into some pop culture updates. Woo-woo. Okay. So there I was lying in bed this morning, you know, just flipping away on Dumois. And what do I see? None other than Mr. Pete Ter Davidson is apparently now hooking it up with Emily Rajababashbashki. Do you believe this? Um, I think we all live in a simulation and this is it all actually makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I would just like I mean it's not shocking just because he just dated Kim K, but I wanted to do a little quick deep dive of his recent dating life okay so obviously we all know about ariana grande in 2018 he also dated like some female comedians before that so ariana grande 2018 then he went to kate beckinsale in 2019 kaya gerber in 2020 and then kim k in 2022 and now he's off to emrata but i actually kind of like the emrata pairing yeah i mean i who knows like what goes on in Hollywood. I mean, this is just absolutely wild, but maybe he just has a really good personality. I think he is unintimidating, which is what these women like about him. Like they just make, he makes them feel comfortable. And I feel like that's very underrated when looking for a partner. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, I thought him and Kim K were really cute. So I'm sad that that didn't work out. And we don't really know exactly what happened. No, and I haven't been watching the Hulu season. I know we talked about it because it's just like really fucking boring. Yeah. But I've seen that literally all of his clips have gotten taken out. So I'm kind of like, did something actually bad kind of happen? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, why would they remove it all? Yeah. It's but really that's weird. what happens when they're producers on their own show. You know, they have like last say and total control, which is kind of hard as viewers because you're not really seeing it all. No, you're seeing the storyline that they want to tell us, which is why they do that show. Like they don't need to do that show, but they love crafting their own storyline. Yeah, that's definitely true. Speaking of crafting their own storyline, have you heard about the whole Bethany Frankel rewatch podcast? I'm so over her. I just, I don't understand it because the whole point is that she doesn't want to be in the spotlight, but then she comes out with a podcast. Like, and it all about the housewives, but she, all she does is bash the house. It's all very, I mean, it's the, we live in a simulation. Like, I don't understand her. I, I'm just, I'm so dumb. I'm, I don't want her also to return. People are like, oh, she needs to be back on Roni. I'm like, no, I'm, I don't want her on the screen. I think everything she's done in the past couple of months, like, especially with TikTok and coming out with these rewatch stuff, like people are seeing how hypocritical she is. Yeah. I'm like, if you wanted to take a break from the spotlight, like do that. And I think everybody respected that decision, but now you're just so thirsty for attention. She's so thirsty. And I love this, that Carol Radswell tweeted, she did build her brand by 
trashing and mocking women, specifically the housewives, and Bethany always returns to what she does best. I was always Team Carol. I know she kind of got a lot of slack, but I I like her. So now, like as so much time has passed, people are so much more Team Carol. Like after really seeing Bethany for who she is, it's like, wait, were we too hard on Carol? But I always loved Carol too. Yeah. I actually would love Carol to come back to Legacy. Yeah, I was... I hope that they make the right casting decisions on that. Yeah. Oh, and did you see that Ramona came out with on page six yesterday and was like, I'm not going to come back. Oh, yeah. I guess she's not going to come back. The narrative of she quit before she was fired kind of thing. Yes, exactly. So crazy. (laughs) So insane. Insane in the membrane. But we are watching so many things on Bravo right now. Like there's a lot of Bravo stuff. First thing I wanted to talk about, are you watching Winter House? I am. Kyle and I are actually, Kyle's watching it with me. We're watching it together. And um, I think it's good. I think it is. I think it's as good as a show like that can be, you know? Yeah. I mean, it just feels like we're watching a frat house, a frat party. Yes. you're. We're just watching a frat party. And I, it's hard because I think Craig is coming off really, really badly. And I think he's, he believes he's above the show, which is hard to watch because then you had kind of the Toms come in and I thought that they did a great job. I mean, they didn't bring any drama or anything, but like, they seem to be like playing it up for the cameras at least. And like not trying to act so above it all where you have Craig who's like, thinks he's better than the show. And I'm like, dude, Southern Charm is like, might get canceled. The last season was pretty terrible. Like, I think you should be pretty grateful that you're still like, I don't know. It's hard to watch him, I think, um, overall. Yeah. And I think that Paige is getting so caught up in being like scared of what he's going to say. Like, I understand that we've all been in those relationships where it's like, oh my God, what's my partner going to say? And I think she's so caught up in that, that it's actually making her start to look bad because she's being kind of mean to this new girl. And it makes me feel bad. Like, obviously, this new girl feels uncomfortable. You guys have been on Bravo for the past five years. Like, you know how to be on reality TV. But, like, the whole blow up that happened last week with her being like, I'm not going to be the mean girl. Like, that just makes you look like shit. Yeah, yeah. I think that she should have just listened to what she was. I mean, she wasn't coming in negatively either. Just the new girl. She was just like, this is how I feel. And for her to not at least just let her get her point across And I know maybe the word mean girl is triggering to her, but like, just listen to what she has to say. And then you can kind of like talk out the fact that she got up and created a whole scene. I was like, dude, this is just not a good look. Not a good look here, here. One thing I did notice is that every single human being on Bravo right now is wearing gloves in their confessional looks (laughs) like the power of Kim K dude. Yeah, that is true. Because you can't see where like Paige's hands start and stop because her hands blend in with her top. Yeah. And you know, she has those long ass fingers, like those sexy fingers. And she's always just like. Yeah, with the gloves. That is pretty funny. With the gloves. (laughs) Um, Are you all caught up on Salt Lake City? Okay, wait. That airs on Tuesdays, right? Um, I think so. Yeah. No, on Wednesday. It'll come out tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay. So then yes, we are. So Kyle is watching this with me too. Wow. He's a superstar. 
Salt Lake is good though. Like Salt Lake is where it's at. Salt Lake is good because you never, even if they are a team, like you never know who's going to get mad at who. Like Jen Shaw hates Heather right now. And they are, and Heather is the only person that Jen Shaw has. Like it makes no sense that their alliances shift every five minutes. It's confusing as hell, but I'm glued to the damn thing. I am. And I just love a thirsty, thirsty housewife, like Angie H and her husband, like throw them in the mix. Like they want so badly that screen time and the Finsta thing. The fact that he admitted it on camera was pretty epic. It was epic. And then also it's kind of wild. So this whole thing with Jen Shaw came out um, earlier this week on TMZ and everybody's making fun of it because it's like Jen Shaw exposed because it's a a video of Jen Shaw in the middle of Salt Lake City, no cameras around, screaming at her family, just like in the middle of the streets. And she sounds, it sounds like she's in a fight on Housewives. Yeah, that woman is unhinged. Okay, but I really wanted to talk about Netflix is pushing out some dank ass content. I don't know why I just said dank ass (laughs) Like the shows on there right now are so good. I know we like kind of texted about this, but I thought we needed to do a a quick recap with everything Love is Blind. Oh my God. I think Love is Blind is the best show on television right now. (laughs) Like give that thing an EGOT. (laughs) Yeah. Like it is some compelling television. Compelling. And I just laugh. Like I'm also laughing. Like, is it a comedy? Is it a drama? I don't know. (laughs) I watch it literally like this. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. So um, spoilers ahead if you guys haven't finished. Um, So just fast forward forward through this part. But okay. So reunion. I love that SK and Raven are together. She went from like the biggest character arc on television ever. (laughs) Ever. Everybody was calling her the new Jessica who was like the villain of last season or two seasons ago. Two seasons ago. And then all of a sudden, like, I couldn't love them more. I think they're the most stable. I think they're a great couple. I love that they didn't get married. I cried at their wedding. Um, I think that they made the best decision. And I just think they're super cute. And I'm really happy for them. Wait, but did you see what came out on TikTok last night? No. I hate to break this breaking news to you. This video came out that apparently SK has been all over Hinge and there's all of these recordings of his profile and like him DMing girls and conversations and he'll send a picture of himself and like videos of himself to girls. Oh no. So all that came out and she came out this morning with like a video. So, I mean, we'll see what happens, but I think like they were on and off. They said that they've been on and off throughout the year. So like maybe this happened when they were off, but it made me really sad. Yeah, poor things. I really like Raven. Me too. Oh, so that's a bummer. Yeah, sorry to burst your damn bubble. Not getting married anymore. I don't believe in love. I don't believe. I don't believe in love. That's love. Oh, God. Thanks. Um. Okay, I know we have, I was saying like, literally I have purchased three bags of cuties this past week because what better PR for cutie oranges than the Love is Blind reunion. So whose side are you on? What what did you make of that final scene? Here's the thing. I understand. I think this might be a hot take. I understand where she's coming from. Like he's probably, Cole has, This is we're talking about Cole and Zenob. 
And Zeneb came out and said that he was like basically body shaming her. And then they show this scene where she's like, I'm going to eat two cuties, which are oranges. I'm holding them. That just happened. I don't know why I'm holding them. <laughs> Exhibit A. Exhibit A. <laughs> Bring these to the witness stand. Um, and she said that like he's basically fat shaming her that she couldn't eat the cuties and the producers actually show the scene and it shows that Cole like actually that wasn't his intention but you don't know what happened or like other things that he may have said off camera that may have triggered her reaction to that like I think that she like is probably incredibly has has insecurities about her body image and that's very very clear throughout the entire of the episode but you can tell she's projecting her insecurities onto Cole and like whatever he says even if it's it with malintent that it's gonna trigger her yeah it definitely seemed like he especially just in his reaction at the reunion like he was really shocked like I didn't say that and even though he did say it like she wasn't lying like word for word he said what she said but he did not ever mean it in that way but at that point it doesn't matter because she already has probably had her feelings hurt by other things that have been said and it I also do think he should have been a little bit more pushback on wait why are you only eating like a banana and peanut butter and it didn't see like he did ask like why are you doing that but like as a future husband I mean I don't know regardless like they were definitely not a match but it did break my heart I mean it was hard watching anybody cry and be like that upset it's really hard to watch and you can just tell that like he does still love her and he is like trying to wrap his head around like what exactly happened and where everything went wrong and but it's all a learning lesson I mean the guy's like 25 or 26 already been married once like let's just chalk that up to like live and learn I was also, I was shocked when she said what she said at the altar. Like that is hatred towards somebody. Like I could, even if somebody did all that stuff to me, I can never imagine like purposefully trying to put somebody on blast like that. Yeah, that was wrong. I don't think it came out the way she wanted it to. And to see his face, like, I mean, the guy was shook. And I get it because he was like, she's just never expressed any of that to me. Yeah. And he kept thinking that she was going to text her and say she was like joking. And or like she was doing that all for TV or like the producers asked her to do it, which I like that he said that because I do like the breaking of the fourth wall. And because this show is just so interesting, like, I do want to understand like the television aspect in it, but I I don't know. I don't have a side on this. I think they both did things that were wrong, um, but I don't think either one is a bad person. And anybody that's giving either of them hate on the internet, like you don't know, like that's horrible. And you got to remember, these are people just like us that signed up for a reality show. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hate that people are like so team Cole, team Zenup, whatever. I think that they both have valid opinions, but I do think the producers put that scene in there for a very specific reason because they wanted us to see Cole's side. Yeah. Um. So Cole got all the heat at the reunion, but I'm so upset that Matt didn't get any heat. Like it's actually kind of scary that nobody talked about it. And I was watching this TikTok by some like psychologist And they were saying, like, when is it appropriate for the producers of a show like this to step in and say, like, this is 
emotional abuse. Like we can't have the people on the show talking to their significant others this way. I just hope that he watched those scenes and realized like how terrible and got therapy or something because they, they got married and I just could never imagine being married to somebody who like had a temper like that. Yeah. And her body language during the reunion too, she was frightened and he was like leaning over her very territorial and I think I text this to you but I felt like her light had dimmed yeah she lost her sparkle which like makes me want to cry makes you bummed out because I don't believe that they don't love each other it's just like not a healthy love but maybe they'll get to a good place um okay other things that are really glimmery and sparkly and I know that you've watched it and love it buying Beverly Hills I'm loving it, guys. I almost didn't watch it because I thought there was going to be a lot of Kyle Richards. I don't know. I thought they were going to play so much off the housewives that I just was over it. And then I gave it a chance. Loved it. Loved that there was like one mention of housewives and that was it. This show is like completely standing on its own. And Alexia is a goddamn star. She is a goddamn star. I think. I've loved watching it. It's so interesting seeing the inner workings of family dynamics in this type of business setting. Like, it's so, so interesting to me. Mauricio is my dream human being. <laughs> like, literally, that man can do no wrong in my eyes. He has the heart of a emotionally untouched female. Like, he is not he like you know like he's got I, it together I read too that everybody was kind of expecting the season finale to end with like some sort of firing and I loved that that didn't happen one because it doesn't seem like Mauricio's really that type of guy I mean obviously that has to happen as a CEO of a company I loved I loved more than anything that they brought in the third daughter because one oh, I, yeah I love succession and I just I love seeing this all play out of like which daughter is in line to be the new CEO of the company. And like, it's just so interesting to watch it. I, I was so pleasantly surprised by it. And I get yeah, really yeah. mad at anybody that says they didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing that I like is that you can tell that Mauricio and Kyle, like we go back and forth with Kyle, but you can tell they raised really good human beings. Like mm -hmm. I could see myself being friends with Farah and Alexia. You can tell that they're really, really hardworking. They're really grounded and they, and are nice. Like they seem actually nice to people. And yeah. you know, they grew up in a very privileged household. Um, but you can just tell that they're like pretty well-rounded people. I know that they are about a year behind. So they filmed this last October um, so hopefully they st already started filming, um, but we'll see. Okay. The other thing I know I didn't write this down, but we've just been watching so much TV lately. I finally finished tell me lies. Oh yes. Um, yes. The finale of tell me lies is very, I mean, I had to, I really thought on that for a couple of days. I forgot who that human was. I had to look it up. Yeah, so with spoilers, but spoilers he ends up with her best friend from, from high home. School. Yeah. So I had a group text message. I think actually I was telling you about this when we were on our way to the Berkshires because me and like a couple of friends had all finished at the same time. Our theory is, is that he, Stephen, ends up taking the job with, you know how 
Lucy was yeah. like, oh, my friend's dad has this like job opening as the clerk or whatever at the golf course. So every, we kind of think that that's what ends up happening. And that's how he meets her. I forget what her name was. Oh, That's how they're kind of feeling like the connection. Ends up oh, happening. that makes sense. But also that we believe that Steven will always kind of have this, like, I don't know how the right word, word wording is, but maybe like getting off to ruining Lucy's life. Like oh. he will forever want, like, that's why he's always picked people close to her. Cause he like enjoys messing with this. I don't know, but it Do is. Do you think that Steven finds out about Lucy hooking up with um, Evan. Evan? And maybe that's why he's like, because he's such so, a jealous guy that maybe he like goes for her best friend and that's how it happens. The showrunner said in an interview, because I read that definitely Brie never knows about that. But I don't remember if they said if if he or she, Megan Oppenheim, I think is the the showrunner's name or the, the um, I know it's a book, but the woman that created it for television. Yeah. I, and Emma Roberts is an executive producer as well. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I think that they said that nobody found out about it or maybe, I don't know. It, I'm ex- Hopefully it gets a season two. I think it's great. The fact that they're dating in real life now, I mean, their chemistry is insane. It's insane. Um, I highly recommend Not Skinny But Not Fat interviewed him. It's a really good interview. It's his first ever podcast interview. And I mean- You can just tell, like, he's not like this guy at all. He's not like Steven, but there is, like, some type of dark charm about him. Like, that's the only way I know how to describe it. It's, like, tantalizing. Is that a word? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that was so much TV that we've watched. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I've been watching a lot of TV, too, so I get it. Oh, wait, actually, I'll just go into my... um, so random thing I love because this is TV oriented too. I, it was Sunday and I was like, oh, like, what do I watch? I need, I need a new show. And my mom, and I think your mom too, both of our moms didn't let us watch MTV. Like your mom didn't let you watch MTV, right? No, but I would sneak it when she was at like tennis practice. Yeah. Yeah. So we were kind of similar. So I never, ever watched Laguna Beach. I watched oh. the Hills, but I didn't watch Laguna Beach. And so Laguna Beach is on Netflix now. I was like, you know what? Let me just give it a shot. And the next thing I know, yesterday, I finished I finished both seasons in like two days. But I do <laughs> I feel like I now understand um a cultural phenomenon that like I did understand certain things because of the hills, but there are so many different like nuances to Laguna Beach. And now I have to listen to the podcast. Everybody's messaging and yeah. saying that's just so good. Um, it's also fun to like watch something when there wasn't iPhones, it's really crazy to see them like graduate and go to prom and all the parents have camcorders. Whoa. And this is what? 2004, 2005. So Warren Conrad was graduating 04 and Kristen Cavallari was 05 and they have flip phones, but like the phone is not a big, they just use it to talk. Like they don't really, they're never on it. So it is like, it just really brings you back to like high school because we didn't, I didn't at least have, there wasn't an iPhone thing either when I was in high school, like we had flip phones, but like, it does bring you back to like that time. Yeah. Simpler times. It's good though. I am so happy that I watched it. 
do you when watching that because I, I remember I watched a couple episodes of the hills and I was like oh my god Lauren's the villain and I didn't realize it until I was older is she the villain in Laguna Beach I know people say that but okay here's my take on it Kristen Cavallari is amazing television. Like the fact that before reality TV, these people found her or not found her, but like cast her is insane. I, she said some like really, really mean stuff about people. Like it was kind of shocking. Like she was definitely the mean girl where Lauren only ever really said one thing. She said that she thought Kristen was acting slutty in Cabo, (laughs) which she apologized for on the podcast um, that they, the three of them did. And, but that's really it. Like Lauren never really like talked badly about people, but I understand where people are saying that she was like getting with Steven, Kristen's boyfriend, like behind her back, which was why they did the villain thing. But I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say that Lauren's like not a nice person. I'm not like watching this. Like, wow, we all got it wrong because Kristen is like so mean and they it's before that we knew that the R word was bad. And so yeah. they're always saying it and it's kind of jarring to like- I know. When I was watching it. The Hills, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe they're saying certain things. Like you can't yeah. say this stuff anymore. But also I think that Lauren, when they say that Lauren was a villain, b- between Lauren and Heidi, like that's when it was like shocking that how she was treating Heidi when I watched it back. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> TV this week. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm happy that TV is giving us something because these celebrities just aren't doing it for us lately. No. Well, as Jennifer Aniston said, the movie star is dead. Wow. I'm speechless. <laughs> okay. Well, that was so fun. Stay tuned on Instagram stories on Court and Kelly. And we will be back in like two or three, three weeks. So um, a little break, but I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we'll watch all the TV that we're recommending.